0: well, there you have it. You could get lucky anywhere playing at Luckylandslots Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Talk shoes. Recorded live. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Divine Mind Group Community Call, the Orion Mind School of the Prophets. I'm Jim Davis, your moderator. Today is Sunday, the 13th of September 2015. Tonight's speaker is Gary Ray, which is also known as the White Wolf. Welcome, everyone.
2: Hopefully, all are well and doing fine. Yeah, I tell you what, we had kind
3: of a we had a situation cropped up yesterday evening. None of us expected. <laughs> but, uh, see, we're at the time of the uh, shemitah. <laughs> Excuse me, the shemitah just uh, ended. And see, that's the time where you either get jubilee or judgment. And uh, if we had uh, turned all the stock out because the pastures were a little bit short. It had kind of, you know, we'd done rain and done pretty well. But uh, we had uh, we stocked them two pastures in the front, just wouldn't hold. So we opened everything up, and we got this huge yard type deal. Um, I mean, it's pretty good size. And so everybody got out and was getting the munch cake in the yard, if you will. And I don't know where, we hadn't found where she got hung up in it, but that good looking moon dancer, I am telling you, somehow or another she got in wire. And uh, we've walked the fences and the fields, hadn't been able to find any blood or anything, because she had to have gotten down. Uh, Her left rear leg, it tore the hide off. It didn't break or tear up any ligaments or muscles. But it stripped the meat off of her about a spot about a foot long, and some of it was probably four to five inches wide. And then up on her left front leg, she peeled out another area, probably about the size of your palm. And then uh, on her side, she was cut up, and her muzzle was cut up. She had a big gash in her chest, two or three of them, really. And uh, so I put them back together with super glue. That's something, if you ever get a cut, if you keep your two or three tubes of super glue or crazy glue around, uh, keep them in your freezer, and uh, that way they'll last. But uh, if you uh, get a cut, clean it, get everything ready, and get somebody to help you if you if you got somebody around there, and you pull that to skin to where it barely touches. And then you take that super glue and just run a real fine plastic bead of that glue down that seam of that uh, that wound. And it'll hold that thing together. They do the same damn thing in plastic surgery right now. And, uh, you know, we made the stuff to, uh, for the horse, you got to be real careful, man. You It'll just mess them up big time. I mean, um, they've got delicate skin and stuff, and... Uh, Anyway, uh, I didn't have anything that I could have numbed her up with. And um, I tried putting the skin back, you know, on the leg and the foreleg and the hind leg. But uh, she would not she was not going to have any of that. And so finally we rolled it out as good as we could. I would cleaned it and sprayed it with what we call um, scarlet oil got pine oil and stuff like that in it and boy it's really good for cuts and especially on horses and uh then i put that curlex on and paper tape and fixed her up she kept it on all night and all day and uh we haven't had any fly trouble or anything like that a little bit of swelling not much and uh she's taking it easy but man i'm telling you it was rough looking i just We've got an energy on her, and I told the girls, I said, what you have to do is you just have to see her with her skin regrown. And um, I can go out there and put my hand on her. Well, she'll see me coming, and she'll go to, uh, you know, kneeing back at me. Um, she'll go talking to me. And uh, what it is is that she's telling me that that leg hurts, and she really don't want me messing with it. But I'll get out there and she'll dance a little bit and I put my hand on her and she'll calm down and, you know, then I'll work with her. And, uh, but, uh, man, I hated to see that good looking thing messed up like that. But that's alright. She'll sure be fine. And, uh, sometimes if you can't do anything else and you happen to have coal oil or kerosene around, uh, you can clean a wound like that. And, uh, what you do is, uh, you put that kerosene on that wound, uh, and then stretch the skin out as best you can. And then take Kertilax or some type of gauze and wrap it and uh, just kind of watch over it so it doesn't, you know, That normally that kerosene or coal oil will keep it from getting infected. And uh, usually it'll make the skin reattach. And because um, I had a place on my forehead when I was, oh, probably two, they set me up on the trace chains at the horns on the old gray mule, and they had the slide hooked up to it, and it was out under a big fig tree out in the back there, just right outside of where the farm is here, and um, the back gate. And somehow or another, old gray must have thought that they wanted to go, and so she picked up, took off with that slide, and flipped my little bud off on the deal, and I went over her, or and down between the trace chains and under that slide. I imagine I probably sounded like I was half dead, you know. (laughs) But anyway, um, they took and cleaned it off and used kerosene and put that skin back on on my forehead. I mean, it just really tore a big chunk off. And uh, my grandfather straightened it out, you know, and they bandaged it up, and they couldn't get this see Dr. Luke anything until the following Monday, and that was on, I think, a Friday evening, a real late, and uh, everything straightened out, Luke was one of the best surgeons in the country, and uh, they brought me in for him to look at it, and he said, what'd you do, and they told him, he said, well, he said, I'm good, he said, but I'll be honest with you, he said, I believe that's going to grow over there won't be a scar or nothing it'll grow with him as he goes and you'll never even know it's there and i'll be honest with you if you do not know where that little bitty scar is in my forehead i i I have to hunt to find it and uh but you'll see just a little bitty speck i mean it's just barely bigger than about maybe two pencil uh lids you know Uh, but uh it it blend's perfect, no discoloration, no dimples, no anything. So that's just a couple of little, uh, tri- you know, tricks for you in case something happens. But uh, kerosene or coal oil will work. Uh, um, kind of have to be careful. That diesel is the same thing, but something about diesel, it it, it seems to burn the skin. So you have to be careful with it. But the kerosene or coal oil, uh, you know, like you use in a... Coal oil heater or a lamp or uh, something like that. You can usually you know find you a little of that to keep it around. Uh, turpentine I also works. Pure gum spirits of turpentine. But anyway, uh, that there give you a little something to kind of think about. But everything's been going good. You know, you just kind of keep on trucking, and uh, they're putting a, They got all the. Rafters in and everything on that house, and all the beams and all the butt plates, and and uh, they're uh, taking that now, and uh, they're going to uh, put the decking on, and uh, that'll be five x wafer board and uh, sixteen centers, and then we'll thirty pound felt it, and then put ninety pound roll roofing over it. I think I'll go ahead and slat it on one-by-sixes on 24 and then screw down my commercial steel. And uh, they're putting in the hurricane clips, Jim, on all of them two-by-sixes. So uh, two-by-sixes to a double-top take, hurricane straps down every every one. I think it takes 40 clips to do that building. <laughs>
2: You there or I lose you. Hey Jim. Yes sir, brother.
3: Oh, I was wondering. I thought maybe I'd lost you. No, but, I'm in uh, it. Yeah, uh, but anyway, it, you know, it's just um uh, we're at a unique time, Jim. I mean, uh, there's some unique things could start really happening, um, uh, The closer we get, you had a six point six and a five point four and a four point something um, earthquake out in that uh, uh, Baja California region, right there off of the coast of California in the Gulf of Mexico, or in the um, not the Gulf of Mexico, that that strip of water there, and uh, I think it was about four miles deep four or six miles deep, but uh, that may be a precursor to something getting ready to kick off there, and uh, we got the the large, uh, big blood moon that's going to be cropping up here real quick, and uh, see, all of this stuff is is occurring at this particular time. Now, this would be a perfect time if somebody wanted to kick in or try to, simulate a second coming or something see that's the only part of warner von Bronze prophecy uh that has not yet uh, come to pass uh, their prophecy was something that they more or less uh, engineered and um this year was the last go-round and uh they just uh recovered um um a type of aircraft, uh, they won't say exactly what it was, but the people that did see it said it looked like a big bell. And um, that kind of reminds me of the ancient Bimana that's in the uh, Maghad uh, uh, Bharata, etc., and uh, in the Gita and so forth. And um, it um, um, is very similar to the Nazi bell that uh, was developed uh, by the Nazis during World War II. So, I mean, there is no telling what's going to occur, but uh, we know that there will be a split, Um, and in the the, uh, Hopi prophecies, it shows that one group of people are going to keep pressing on uh, to the electronic uh, aspect, and they will finally meet their destruction. The other people will turn back to nature and begin to become one, because, see, when you return to nature, you return to nature's God, and, um, see, that's a natural living thing, whereas the corporate God, uh, the state God, um, and the supreme law of the land is really man's law. It, uh, it can't supersede the actual divine law, because uh, they can't change the pattern of creation. They may try, and they may claim this and that and the other, but they can't do it. And, uh, see, this is why that uh, they've taught fear for so long, is so that they can keep the people uh, bound in fetters of uh, ignorance and uh, deception. And uh, then they make their little false flags and this and that and the other. And, see, if you notice, uh, a lot of the people in the various false flags, if you really pay close attention, you'll see that they're actors and they play in different uh, false flag scenarios. So uh, you got to understand, it's kind of like this damned election. It ain't going to make a popcorn part's worth a difference who in the hell gets voted in or elected. Because if they don't do what them damn bankers under the bankruptcy receivership and the Pope and them won't, the son of a bitch is going to be dead. I don't give a damn. That's just the way it is. They, uh, they, uh, they're not going to change this. And uh, that's why Congress can't do nothing. They lost their power. They, you know, they gave it away. And uh, they sit around and strut and, and, and do their pompous crap. But Congress don't mean a damn thing. And that Supreme Court is not the Supreme Court. It's really in Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. That's why the dang Pope is going to Philadelphia. He's got to go where the real Constitution and the real Order of everything is. It's down there. It ain't up under damn DC or in Dang New York City. He's only going to New York City because they've set up their camp and their place of rule in the sides of the north, and it happens to be at the UN Glass Building on the East River or the East, uh, uh, at the Hudson, the East River, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, I mean, there's a lot of things that's coming down the pike right now. Yeah, uh, when he printed uh, money out of the United States actual treasury, uh, it was all over but the singing. They wrote a, a statement for him at George Washington University, but he was so damn smart that he was able to come off the top of his head and give a, 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 a statement, and that was the end of it. And so when you get down to Lyndon Baines Johnson and and uh, Dallas and all of them, uh, you're looking at the conspirators for the coup d'etat that was performed in this country at the assassination of john f kennedy and then his brother robert they were going to shut down the cia because they knew it was all nazi based and um that was not going to sit well with them gary michael, michael joseph here um I, i've been i've actually been been studying the uh the CIA and their their involvement in Vietnam, and you know what I've come to find out is that not one of the soldiers who participated in the uh, in that Vietnam conflict were actually they were actually paid mercenaries. Not one of them were there in the in the uh, under the um, the military. They were actually the CIA was running the whole thing. So the whole Geneva yeah, that Convention sure off. The whole Geneva Convention and prisoner of War thing is out the window because basically there was you know a couple of hundred thousand spies uh over there, and uh <laughs> it's just horrible what the servicemen had to go through because it wasn't a righteous war it was a it was a privately run campaign, yeah, you talk about that Geneva Convention. Um, when I was in group, if we went on a special operations mission, they made sure you had your Geneva Convention card and all the crap, you know, you're supposed to have. Right. And uh, so uh, you got all that going in. But when you got ready after the briefing to go, you walked out another door and there was a bowl there. And uh, that's where you deposited that Geneva Convention card and stuff like that. And uh, they'd look at you and they'd say, "You realize that if you get caught, we don't know you. You're on your own." You know, it's, and and I tell you, I have I have a colleague of mine. Who we we were in construction business together for many years, and he was uh, EOD, and he actually had a mine um, explode on him, um, and it just basically tore him apart. And um, to this day, uh, his pay. His his retirement pay and all that doesn't come from uh, from um, the treasury department. It comes from uh, well, you, you guess it. I'll give you two guesses where it comes from. And he will not. He won't talk about it. <laughs> and it goes to the what you were saying before. Certain things are just best unsaid if you intend to live. You know. I mean, you know. Well, yeah, I do. <laughs> sure, I do. Uh, it's yeah. like uh, see, uh um, I've got pictures and seen pictures of H.W. Bush uh, flying aircraft uh, out of uh, a place that was loaded with uh, the produce of the Golden Triangle being, <laughs> you know, up in that area. Right, so right. He, he was bringing all of the goodies back over here because it was, I mean, that that's just like gold and silver to them, you know.
4: The uh, ancient game. Here. That's right. That's right.
3: Yeah, they just, they don't have a clue, and, uh, you know, you're in it, I mean, hell, there ain't no way you're going to get out of it, I mean, uh, you might tell them that you, you're you not going to do this and do that, and so then they're going to get you for not volunteering with a direct order, and it's kind of like the fella said, you know, they had a line of soldiers out there, and uh, they uh, said, I need one man to volunteer and um, he said, on the count of three, he said, uh, Beth here. Beth, uh, put that in your pocket, and just uh, keep your mouth shut. Okay, we're
1: rolling
3: up. okay, that's cool. Love you now.
1: Anyway, uh,
3: be sure to tell him I said thank you. But anyway, uh,
2: um, well, where was I? Well, uh, talking about uh, soldiers and uh, um, and then you said something about putting something in your pocket.
3: Yeah. I, I don't recall right at the moment. Hey, hey I, I'd like to – I don't want to take you off of what you were wanting to talk about if you had an agenda. But if you don't have an agenda and you're willing to entertain a question or two, would you um, would you mind me asking a couple of questions? Well, you can ask them. I don't know if I got the answers. Well, all right. Well, that's fair enough. I guess I just didn't want to. I mean, I didn't want to interrupt if you had an agenda um, already set for tonight. So, well, um, I've, I've studied so much the last few days. Um, I had run across that guy named John Drummond uh, out of Canada, and. Um, yeah. He really done some good research. He was right in harmony with e Raymond Cap, and I remember Buddy Johnson uh, we call him the Silver foxes up in Tennessee, and Buddy taught a lot of this or along these lines and um
1: the migration you know, of the tribes do what
3: now? you talking about the migration of the tribes yeah, um yeah. Uh, the yeah. thing that I liked about Drummond was the fact that uh, he had brought up some of the stuff here with the Native Americans. See, the uh, Lakota, uh, man, they camp that way. Um, the Mandan wear the, the the blue phylactery, you know, down in the tassels of their garments, just like they are instructed in the Old Testament. Um, right. See, a lot of people don't realize, but in reality, um, this, this is one of the main places that the true... Uh, the the Hebrew Israelites come and, and he brought out the fact that it wasn't nothing to do with a Jew that was a different term altogether which it is but anyway go ahead uh, turn loose we'll see what we got here well I was gonna I was just going to say one other author that was uh, very prolific and, and very instructional in regard to the tribes is uh, Stephen Collins Stephen M. Collins and uh, he wrote a book called The Lost Tribes of Israel Found and uh, it's a very instructional book, if you can get your hands on it. Uh, Even M. Collins. Yes, it's called Stephen. The Lost the Lost Tribes of Israel Found, and it's, okay. it's about a 400- uh, or 500-page book, and it is just really a fantastic book. If, uh, it's one of those deals where it's out of print. Um, if you can find it, get it, put it on your shelf, and treasure it. It's a fantastic study i tell you a place you might be able to go to. You might go to rare books, and sometimes you can find rare stuff or stuff out of print there. Um, See, like the original Zonderbund that has the accurate translation where uh, they said, render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's, and it really, in the Greek, said, go kill him. (laughs) I mean, that's basically what it said. They (laughs) bought all of them off the market. I know of a guy and some people that... uh, he managed to get his hands on a bunch of them and uh, they're still available, but you've really gotta you' gotta hit the right numbers you know to do that but anyway, go ahead well and then one one other thing is uh e Raymond and wrote a twenty five page booklet and and you can easily get your hand on that one and it and it um gives you maps and it gives you um a complete study of the migration of the tribes, what they were called uh, when they were uh, located in different places of the world. Really good study. So, all right. But here's what I want to talk to you about. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, you know that I've been kind of, I, I don't have anybody to tell me, um, hey, you know, as you as you go on this inward journey, you know, when this happens, this is sort of supposed to happen, and, for me it's just like an intimate walk and it's just a like a new um expression, it's a new finding every time I, I go on this journey and, and that's part of the joy of it. But but I wanted to talk to you about this idea of um the the brainwave state called Delta and you know, Noah's Ark in the window at the top of the ark or the uh, the top of the tabernacle, if you will. And um and the idea that you know, like St. Paul said, I knew a man whether he was in the body or out of the body, I couldn't tell, you know. Um yep. And so I've had these experiences at um, in meditation where I just completely blank out. I mean, I go to, I kind of come to and I don't know where I've been and I don't know how much time has elapsed um, between when, you know, I was gone and then came back, you know. Yeah. Um, and I'm not like a lot of people have, that I've shared this with have said, you know, i try to put fear in me and, oh, you don't want to do that. And, I you know, I always <laughs> go asking for, you know, a fish, you know, and just like the scripture says, you know, if you ask Father for fish, you're not going to get a serpent. And yeah. so I don't believe that, you know, my head's going to be filled with demons and all this other nonsense. but um um, but I have to admit that um like when i when i i don't know how to how to say it except that I'll say it just blank out um but I, let me sh- kind of share with you that my experience is like the, the the like the next, i mean the day like I did it one morning, I was in a meditation session for about two hours and and later. I mean, that whole day, man, I just felt you know great, you know, <laughs> just really good and um but I'm finding that um that my mental faculties are a lot clearer, like i can I can hold more, I can hold more and put together more in my head um and um, and I don't know if that's a byproduct of of just meditation in general or you know is it um is this truly what it what it means to have the, the son of god born in us? you know um like the child being born in me to to the extent that the spirit has uh, has come alive I, I i just i don't know these things i'm on, i'm on this journey and so well, i just you, wanted to share this and so you can get your thoughts on what i'm sharing Yeah, um, I'd say, one, you're right on the money. Um, And I always tell them, I said, if something comes to you in your dream state or your OBE state or your meditation state, when you go out the window, you're going to delta time, delta wave, and that would be where Montauk was developing and using what is known as a delta T-wave antenna. And... um, you've got other levels beyond that, but when he was, he knew the man in the body, out of the body, he knew not, but he went to the third heaven, and there he seen the seventh. In other words, he was in the theta range realm, and began to activate that Shekinah insight. Well, you said until the child be formed in you, until Christ be formed in you, and yet Christ is the chrisming effect. It is where, You learn the connection of the sub-superconscious mind in the sense that um, you've learned the effects of the triggering of the pineal gland where you're set on the throne or the seat of the god. Now, as you begin to gain uh, strength in that, you will begin to learn to travel in the mind. Uh, You can direct the thought. You might uh, put the thought in before you start. Uh, or as you drop down to that meditative prayer level, you might give the direction or the uh, desire that uh, you endeavor to get the solution. The answer to, the insight to, or the guide aspect of the deep sub-superconscious mind would come to you and speak to you, male or female, etc., and um uh, usually, uh, males wind up with females talking to them and females wind up usually with males talking to them. Not all the time, but it seems to operate more that way. And, uh, I know Jose, when he was teaching the girls, uh, his girls how to do this, uh, so that they wouldn't get afraid as they started opening these channels of communication within the mind um he taught them in the lab the created lab within the mind you know he'd create a safe place and this and that and the other and what he was doing was helping them develop a mechanism to where the feelers couldn't come and hurt or harm them but they could stand aloof from it and observe it and be taught from it and um, he knew that there were questions that would come up that the girls needed answers and they would not feel comfortable, you know, asking or talking to a male. So um, he taught them how to develop their own guides or assistance. And usually there was a male and a female, and that way the little girls, you know, they could ask the woman uh, for things that uh, dealt with uh, their feminine aspects, etc. And um, I think this is what you're doing. Um, I, Ted Ingram, um, uh, is a guy that I talked to in New Mexico, Texas, etc. And, uh, Ted has, uh, really been diligent about doing the meditation like you are. And he started opening the gate and, uh, certain aspects of sight and insight were occurring to him. And, uh, Jim had made a statement, not last week, but week before, um, that he would, went back, I think he was referring to volume one Tape sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen, and um, so uh, when Ted, uh, who gets the audio the next day, he's normally not where he can, you know, hook into us at night, and uh, so the next morning when the tapes up, you know, he uh, he goes in and listens, but uh, he wrote me uh, an email back. He said, "Tell Jim he was correct." He said, "I have been working this thing." all this time he said but when I went back and listened to volume one, sec uh take sixteen, seventeen and eighteen, he said everything fell in place. Now, I have not gone back and listened to them. I mean, um I've really had so much going on, you know, here
4: mm-hmm. that
3: uh, I didn't go back and study, but I think that's what's occurring with you. Wh where, where um where are those volumes, is I know you have the TalkShoe site, but is there a specific site that's set up that has all of this information on it?
1: Yes, yes. Jim,
3: you just, Jim. step in there and tell him where to go.
1: It's the divinemindgroup.com
3: Okay, and it, it, they're
1: They're kind of all bunched together. I just mm-hmm. had so much going on. We, uh, we're going to eventually separate them, but I mean, you can get them all each individually, but they're all kind of <laughs> one right after the other. I need to separate them where it's a lot easier to understand what's there. Okay, thank you, Jim. But, yeah, no problem. I, I was just meditating out there because I listen to them all the time several, you know, for the past six months. And the uh, uh, I just listened to that full voice and, and it, it, it uh, to to mention... The, to tell when I come on the call to make sure that I tell them to, if you know, to go back to you know, six, tape sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen because there's a lot in there. If you listen to it, like White Wolf said, that's kind of what you're going through. Oh man, it just opened doors like you wouldn't believe. Well, you
3: know the the scripture that says if your eye be single, your entire body will fill with light. I've, yes. I've actually sat in meditation um, and and had my eyes closed and be sitting in a dark room, and yet I was completely bathed. At, at a certain point, I was completely bathed in in, in light. And oh, that's fantastic! I didn't know. I didn't know what it. You know, I mean, like I said, I, there's nobody there to say, "Okay, this is what you can expect or this is what you can you'll experience," and You know, I just kind of, you know, just keep going back and forth and seeing, you know, what happens, you know. I mean, but I've actually had that experience twice now. You know,
1: where you're coming from, I had uh, had experiences like that. I was meditating and things like that. Next thing you know, my whole head within me lit up in a, uh beautiful glowing color, gold color. Yeah. And then I heard yeah. the voice. I heard the voice. I guess... Um, I knew it was the creator within me. Uh, and believe me, when that happened, I went to my knees instantly, not, uh, you know what I'm saying, I knew it yeah. was the creator speaking to me. Well, and
3: actually, I can testify that I actually, the first time that somebody somebody showed this to me, Um, it was a guy who I had been berating for years over, you know, my literalistic view of the scriptures, and I, and he said, listen, he said, just give this a try, and he, and he showed me how to, you know, take no thought, and, you know, and literally within 20 minutes of just doing that, I was bathed in this, uh, like, golden hue, and I heard a voice like I'm talking to you right now, just and the voice said, Perfect love, perfect peace and and it was in my ears, just
1: like I can hear you men on the call right now, and oh the same thing, same thing to me, it was an audible voice to me, no one else heard it, and he when and he calls you it said, Yes, my son, and then it started revealing certain things to me that would be coming soon. And oh my God, it just—it's—it's a, it's a place that you never want to leave. You want to stay yeah. there forever, you know. Well, and um, I, it's funny. Go ahead, Jim. Go ahead. No, no I was just saying, if—if if we, when we go into prayer and we have a humble heart and a sincere heart, which I know most people do, I mean, and really that heartfelt emotion, like White Wolf talks about all the time. I mean you just I, you know when you're praying you know yalla I got to have this or you know yalla you know my heart you know what I need you know and I'm expecting to receive it from you and I'm I'm telling you doors will open up that eye will open up and it it you know he says while we're yet asking the answers on the way yeah yeah that's what uh that's the what
3: Daniel and Gabriel Gabriel shows up he said i i heard your we heard your prayer, and I was dispatched immediately um didn't come immediately to him, but uh the answer came. yeah, it took two weeks for that for him to get the effect right. yeah, see when you said that single eye, what's happening is that as you trigger the pineal the pine cone, it has rods and cones in it just like the physical eye does. They always associate it with the pituitary gland because it's a master controller gland. However, once the pineal is triggered, it sends that electrical current down that kind of like a a little canal or a valley that uh, goes into the delta fornex and the, uh, the fornex. And in there... Uh, is a little, kind of like a chambered area, and that is where Lazarus is in the tomb. And the unique part of the story is that if you look up the meaning of the name Lazarus, it means the power of a god or the god revealed. And so until you roll back the stone of ignorance and not knowing and do it, then you can't make Lazarus come forth. And then as he does, see, you're telling them to lose his bonds and set him free. See, people don't realize they uh, you don't fast for this or that and the other. You fast to break the bonds, uh, the things that bind you. You overcome them because what you're doing is controlling your conscious uh, thought in meditation. And then when you're at that level and you don't know, you said, you know, you were there two hours, whatever, you get to a place where there's no time, no space, no distance. Right. You right. become one with the infinite because, see, in the creator mind, uh, when you're into that range, you're, you are the father. It's not me. It's the Fathers that's doing this. So let's get down to brass tacks here. Daddy ain't limited, as the man said. And uh, what you're doing is you're opening that gate. And so if I come in the name I'm literally coming in the nature, the characteristics, the authority of the Creator, the Father itself, whether a male or female aspect of it. And see, this is what people don't don't realize usually, and uh, that's why the prophets had to get away from the average people because their mindset, uh, their ways around commerce, you know, trying to to get along with this and that and the other kept them at a place that they stayed at a distance. They could hear or see the Creator, so to speak, either to a prophet or afar off. But, in uh, the days when everybody was told to come out of the camp, there was two that stayed in the camp, and they did prophesy. And Joshua looked at Moses and said, you want us to go in there and kill them? Moses said, oh no, we're to God that all of his people were prophets.
4: Mm-hmm. In other words,
3: Everybody has the ability to do this. Well once the, the Lazarus comes forth that sugar effect, it's like an ejaculation, triggers. And that goes to the hippocampus, what they might call uh the sea of the mare or um uh the, the seahorse. And so what you're doing is you you are figuring the depths or you're plumbing the depths of the mind of creation considered and called as waters. And so when you go into that realm, then you go on and that current goes on over the corpus callosum and it hits that little gland called the amygdala.
4: And when it hits
3: her, that's Mary Magdalena, and you're marrying with her and she is going to become pregnant and have a child, and she's the mer-packer. She is the perfumer. And as she does that, that triggering, that change of electrical current in that amygdala causes a perfect total healing within the body. And it goes on over, and it comes at, and it triggers the master controller gland at the pituitary level. And that's why they call it the third eye, and they point to that little spot between. Uh, uh, their eyes and over their nose, so to speak. So um, I mean, does that kind of help you out.
4: Well, uh, uh,
3: yes, somewhat. But I, I want to ask a question because I had a situation where I was um, I was in this meditative state, and and my my field of vision changed colors. It went through like a green, then it went through like a like a, a blue, and then it and then it went to like a. Um, Kind of like a magenta. Uh, I'm kind of colorblind for shade, but it went to like some kind of magenta purple, some kind of color like that. And um, yeah, you were, at Peter, you were at the crown chakra level. You were at the seventh chakra. But what, what it started was, as, is, it is it, is start, it is it like it dropped down? It, and whatever happened, I it, I felt like this goo was dropping down. I mean, because I. My whole body felt like I, you know, just got some kind of, you know, narcotic or something. I mean, I mean, my whole body it, felt
1: great, man. I mean, it was just like, ah, this is great.
3: It, it started
1: from the heart chakra and went up. And then it opened up like White Wolf saying, the key to the crown chakra. The yeah. what, goes, what I was
3: asking is, 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 is the, um, is, okay, I, it, Whatever it was, it was like it was it was like molasses. I mean, what I could see was kind of like this this goop, which is like that's what I saw in my field of vision that was just dropping down, you know, and it was it seemed like it was like like it was being poured on the top of my head, and I could actually see it just kind of dropping down into my into my body and i, I, well, yeah, I you it was great man I mean I literally it was like
4: this is this is
3: just great I didn't want to I didn't want to leave that, you know, but, um, but then again, I didn't know what it was, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's kind of scary when you don't know and there's no one to tell you this is normal, you know, or, you know, this is what you can expect.
1: Well, that's like the holy anointing, you know, ain't you, brother?
3: Yeah, it is the anointing. That's exactly what it is. Uh, it, uh, it will take, and, uh, I'm sorry about the coughing, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I don't know what it is. We had a front come in, and I have had this weird cough and uh, and the sneezes. And, uh, uh, I mean, it, it, it's a strange thing. It's not like a normal type of cough. It just aggravates you to where it makes you want to cough. It's like somebody's tickling your throat or something.
4: Mm. And
3: uh, my nose is running too, with it? But, uh, nevertheless, I'm sorry for messing up the situation with you. And if I could mute it, I would have... That's all I'm saying I don't like about this blame phone. It don't have mm. a mute on it. But anyway, uh, yeah, that the uh, anointing will, and it will, it can make you high. Uh, yeah, that's what I felt like. I felt like I was high. Yeah, that's exactly what will occur. See, that, that's why they use cannabis and things of that nature. Um, that's why a third part of the hint of the holy anointing oil in Exodus uh, 15 through all down to about 31 if you read the whole thing. I think it's really 23, 24, somewhere in there. See, Calamus, Kanakanae, Boson is really ganja. You know, uh, it's it's, it's cannabinoid. And um, a lot of people don't know that. And, uh, see, the modern Christian has been so removed. um, When you deal with the, uh, the Scythians, the Sake Scythians, also known as the Gimri, uh Raymond, and Cap e. and Kat, different ones like that. Uh and they became known as Germans or genuine and uh they called them the uh uh smoking uh, uh, uh and it was referring to the sons of Jacob Israel yet the sons of Isaac because Sake isake, Isaac Isaac uh, were known to be, uh, they called them in many cases, the drunkards of, of Israel. And what they were doing was that they were using the drink and the smoke and the various type of mushrooms and so forth to open the mine gate, um, uh, just as, say, Joseph, uh, when he used the silver cup and the red wine to take and divine. And yet if you divine, what are you doing? You're hunting or you're endeavoring to open the mind of the divine, the creator within. So you have to stop and think about what's being said, and possibly who may have altered it. Because uh, the King James Bible is not God moved and breathed, etc., like they say. Because a bunch of men, uh, uh, for the benefit of the Roman Empire, formulated that document, um, going uh, to uh, 325 at the Council of Nicaea and they continued to work on it on down through the ages but uh, they removed so much of this because they can't have you knowing your true heritage because you will return to it they they have to suppress it and outlaw it and make a mockery of it so that uh, you will feel ostracized enough that uh, you won't step out of the traces of peer pressure in the societal system. And then you'll say, well, we're a democracy. No, we're not a damn democracy.
4: <laughs> there ain't
3: no such animal. And uh, if you look up demonocracy, it, it, it talks about the the untamed, that's why they call them the unwashed masses. So, I mean, anyway, yeah,
1: go ahead. Well, you were talking about earlier about Lazarus, <laughs> the experience that <laughs> happens within the brain. I mean, when that happened to me, and also like it happened to uh, Michael Joseph, I mean, it. I mean, you it, you do. You're like a different person after that. You're no longer yeah. in that old uh, old man state. You're in that their newness of life, and and from then on, you search and search and seek and look and, and endeavor to open that up to stay in that place of bliss. And understanding.
3: Yeah, you know, here 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 we are tonight. I mean, according to my to my uh, keeping of the the months, um, tonight is uh, trumpets. Tonight at sundown started trumpets. You know, and here we find in in a couple of weeks here we're going to have uh, the start of uh, tabernacles. Absolutely. And, and so. Um, you know tabernacles, God tabernacling with us. A certain time, a certain season in which, in my opinion, um, you know it said that those of Israel were to keep tabernacles forever. It is a, it is a day in which we are to appear before um, the ever living, and so in my opinion, I don't know this to be fact because this is the first year that you know. I'll be sitting in uh, in meditation during Tabernacles because, you know, I, I'm not going to be out in the tent this year. I'm going to be in the tent of my mind yeah. uh, sitting in my house at Tabernacles communing with the ever-living. And I don't know, I Gary, if Tabernacles is a special time during the year when, when particular um, magnetic flows uh, in terms of the conjunction of the moon and the sun – I don't know the planets or, I, I, you know, I just don't know. But there's a reason why the scripture says this is a a feast
1: um, to all generations of Israel, you know. Well something, well, something come to my mind, I like that along with what you were saying while you were saying that. And uh, White Wolf can correct me if I'm wrong. Like you said, the fea- uh, Feast of Tabernacles, when we uh, meditate and commune with the divine creator. But isn't that also where we renew ourselves within the divine mind and spirit as well as in the body? Because it tells us that we are to, uh, you know, to have age-lasting ability to attune ourselves to what was set forth from the beginning. Uh, yeah. Well,
3: it says, honor thy father and thy mother, and clearly thy father is the divine mind, and clearly thy mother is the divine spirit. So, um, and and the promise of honoring thy father and thy mother is uh, that you will have many years in the earth, right? Yeah, that's correct. And see, here's the deal: the Feast of Tabernacles. Okay, people say, "Well, you got to go to Jerusalem." Bull. The camp of the saints is throughout the height and the breadth of the earth, so we're everywhere. Yeah. Now, and we take and come together with a feast or a grouping of people. We're feasting mainly upon the true word of thought and insight and sharing, but yet we also have the food blessing. And another thing is the reason they kept in boots and things like that was that at that particular time of the year, it's a rehearsal. It's the divine aspects called out feast. In other words, it's a time you forget the state, you forget the pope, uh, you forget all these dang church assemblies and bullcrap like that. And you go together according to the true law and the true scripture and you begin to take and fellowship with you and your family. You build those ties up because uh that family unit, see, we have to develop those children to pass this truth, this knowledge, this law onward. Amen. And um uh, it's like right now, see, the feast of trumpets, well, Now, that's not real loud, but I blowed it pretty good for you, and that there is a pure, twisted ram's horn, uh, so far.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: See, and so what you're doing is that the sounding of the trumpet was letting those people know. It's kind of like when you're teaching them and you're revealing the truth to them, you're blowing the trumpet of knowledge so that they can see and hear. Now, I can't make them do but I can do my best to present it when I have the opportunity to those that ask and seek because it doesn't do any good to try to give it to somebody that doesn't want it that's not looking for it. And uh, so when they ask you about meditation or they ask you about healing or you teach them uh, how to go and get rid of a headache, they come back and they say, wow, it worked. I've I, I done what you said and and it, and, it, and, it, and it was a headache, but don't we have to have God involved? I said, well, you did. you done what the scripture told you that God would do. You are the God-man in the earth. And the story that you're hearing about this man called Jesus Christ is really a story of us. It is telling us how we as divine entities are to operate in a physical body. And that is something governments don't like because they know that you have connected with the divine within, and there is nothing a Barack Obama or any other slama or whatever, a pope or or a queen or a damn banker can say or do. You're not going to listen. It's kind of like that little uh, that, that apostolic Pentecostal gal up there in Kentucky. She may not have all the truth, but she's got some things enough that she don't give a damn. She's going to stand up and yell to the rooftop, and that's why she's defying them. And they had a guy who was on the other night was a lawyer from the inner circle and also presented before the Supreme Court. And they made a statement about this woman is crazy. He said, oh, no, she's not. He said, she just claimed a superior law, and they can't supersede it. See, that's why the Pope is going to the city of brotherly love. He is also going to New York City, and he's going to speak before Congress. And yet, when you go before Congress, you're in the, the district of commerce. You're in international trade. Remember 1422, when the Pope divided the world the spice trades? See, I mean, you, you have to understand, these are commercial people. These are not of the divine aspect. This is commerce and trade called traffic. And that is where the Hiram or the uh, king of Tyrus um, corrupted his great wisdom. They got into this buying and selling game. So in reality, they left all moral knowledge and obligation, and they uh, left and and lost the knowledge of their fellow man. Well, you know, just the other day we were were looking at, you know, the Language, and um, you know they call it the ship of state, and you know what we found on North Carolina is that all one hundred counties on North Carolina that the sheriffs, not one of them had a uh, had a de jure proper oath according to the constitution, so what we found in fact that what what was understanding their office was an insurance policy, and that's bottom reason. And it goes right back to ship of state. They insured the keel so that the commerce could go through successfully. And so you've got a, a system which is completely set up in consent. And the people, the people have to consent to it. And, and granted, I, I hear where you're coming from. I mean, it, sometimes it doesn't seem like you've got a choice. And I, and I get that and I'm not gonna argue that. Um but I will say this that now that I've experienced nobody can tell me anything different. In fact, when they start in with me with religion these days, I, I just don't even want to hear it. I just like, want to well you. I'm sorry I agree with you. you know? Oh, I agree with you. I just love but, you. God dang I agree with you. <laughs> It's just like you know, it's the it's the frogs, man. Rabbit, you know, <laughs> rabbit. You just you know, you just can't hear it anymore, you know, because you say, well, I, I talked to a guy today, and I said, you know, well, let's look at Moses for you know, Moses said, hey, look, why don't you take all those men and kill every one of them, and those women that have known a man, kill kill them. But those young girls who haven't known a man, you can go ahead and keep them for your own use. <laughs> I'm like, now this, I, this sounds kind of like pedophilia to me a little bit. I don't know, you know, what do you think? And, uh, well, you know, but I know what it means is talking about the mind. But yeah. you know, the literalists, you know, who sticks to the literal uh, word, I'm like, you know, you got a problem there a big problem that's correct. I so, agree. I don't know, man. I just I'm um you know, every day is a new new day to to be about the, the way, the good and perfect way. Um you know, I'm working on thou shalt not steal right now. I'm trying to understand thou shalt not steal from a from a universal um perspective, you know. Uh, Well, I'll tell you what I did. One day, I had uh, felt really bad about that, about that stealing, because I knew that the real money of exchange is gold and silver. But I knew that they had left gold and silver like in Sodom and Gomorrah, and they went paper money. They had starved to death, uh, or let you starve to death if you were trying to use gold and silver. But uh, they uh, would—you'd either take paper, uh, and and they'd get your goods, etc. And uh, so I was sitting there, and that little boy said, well, if you really feel that way, this is what you do. So I went to Wally Wanky because I had to go buy some stuff, and I said, ma'am, I said, "Uh, how do you people want to be paid? And she said, well, we only take uh, United States dollars like this right here. I said, oh, in other words, you don't want gold or silver. Oh, sir, we can't use gold or silver. You have to have paper money. I said, very well, ma'am, since you've chosen to be paid in paper money, uh, and this is your method or note of uh, payment, I just wanted to make sure that I had your permission to steal from you.
4: That's right.
3: And then, she, just, she didn't have a clue to what the hell I said, but there were some other people around her that caught on real quick.
4: And oh by and, the way, uh,
3: can I have permission to put additional debt on your shoulders that so you don't mind? That <laughs> yeah, they can't. That's, that's it. And uh, I had a friend of mine down here, I have a friend, praise job, he's a good guy. he really helped me a lot. And Mel Penarch was down there and a guy came up and he was talking about he said, Man, if you listen to that man, that man must be crazy. And uh, Mel talked to him a little bit. He said, Man, he said, That guy is strange, he is different male looked at him he said what do you think about that fella he looked at him he said well he said to be perfectly honest with you he said that's probably about the smartest man in this country and he's the only man i know will pay his debts the guy said what he said we pay our debts he said no no he said y'all pay in paper money that's not payment, because it's not wages or income. American Bank of Trust versus Dallas, U.S. Supreme Court, 84. But that man right there, he will pay you in gold or silver. Now, if you don't want it, he'll pay you in whatever you want. But that man right there is an honest man. said, and I'll tell you this. I've seen him go places that there was something he desperately needed, and it was there, and nobody in the world would have seen him get it. And he, he said... Matter of fact, somebody was gonna latch on to it for him and he said, Oh no. He said, Don't you dare. The guy said, Why? He said, Sir, I will know that we have taken it. And I am not planning on losing a blessing over that dad gum breather cap. Right. I said, Don't worry about it. Everything will work out. I will be fine. Sure enough, it wasn't a week's time. I went to a place; they had one of them caps just like I wanted, and I got a brand spanking new one for about five or six bucks. And you see, I still got my blessings. But if I'd have took that damn cap, I would have been just like all the rest of them. Will you will you consider for a moment and get away from money and exchange of material? Um, and say that perhaps stealing has to do with um societies um instead of you finding the gift that you were born with and nurturing that gift and realizing it that perhaps stealing has to do with the society killing that gift and and basically making you know the children um clones of all the other societal um um I don't know oh, yeah. drones that are turned out of the uh, the public school. So I mean, in a sense,
1: yeah, that's part of, stealing
3: that from, and we don't even real.
1: realize it. They're yeah, nulling their minds to sleep and taking their energy from them.
3: Yeah, well, but, so then but, you don't but, ever, you don't ever come to this um, point of um, to know as you are known. You know, to this. Uh, This, you know, Jesus said, I never knew you, you know, um, as in, you know, this, I mean, it has connotations of a sexual relationship, but I know that it's speaking to the mind, but, um, but yes, I never knew you. You, I never met you in that, in that place of um, the Delta, I guess. This is the difference. This is the difference of what you're saying. Um, Okay. We have taught our children certain ways. Those that were exposed to the public school system, they got one way of thinking, yes, but Shawnee, we raised her exclusively, and all of the children, her mother, her aunt, all of them know that she is different. She's a qualified guy; she don't just date anybody, and um. Uh, I mean, she's 27 right now, and she is not interested because she said, she told me one day, she said, Guy, I'm not interested in these men around here. She said, none of them know anything. (laughs) And uh, I I looked at her, you know, because in reality, um, I've really been grooming her to take the farm and the trust, uh, you know, be hers. Yeah. Because she will be fair to her sister, Beth. Beth works and helps her, and so she, Beth wants to stay on the farm, so I'm helping them with the honey house and stuff like that to have money set up, they've got sheep, they've got cattle, Angus, they've got horses, and, um, they got chickens, they got ducks, they got geese, um, and they know how to take and go into the woods, they, they all can shoot and, and handle a sword or whatever, you know, and, and, um, I mean, I I endeavor to teach them, but there is a difference. And um, when I was, when I knew at one time, I'd done the best that I knew to do, and we taught them, and and her mother, Misty, has, you know, done a lot of good things, and her Aunt Dana's done a lot of good things. But the fact of it is, is that they don't seem to know it's not ingrained in them as it is in her. And she's as pure as the driven snow. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And, um, but uh, she's special. And uh, we have taught her to be that way. And consequently, uh, um, I'm willing to put everything in her. She knows where every nickel, every ounce of gold, every bar, every silver. I mean, she knows everything. And uh, if someone asked one time, they said, well, uh, where he doesn't use banks, she said. Well, he's got banks up to a point. And they said, Well, where does he put his money? She said, There's no telling where he puts his money.
4: That's right. It's not
3: anybody's and business. That's it. And they said, Well, what would what would happen if something happened to him? What would you do? She said, We know to never throw anything away without looking at it. Yeah,
4: exactly.
2: You you
3: teach, you to, bring to, to, to up the air work. and teach them. Yeah, I mean, it's everywhere, and and uh, and they know how I think. See, in group, I learned how to hide things in plain sight, right. and uh, I'm good at that. I mean, I use that in escape and evasion and things of that nature, and hell, I taught military science, tactics, escape and evasion, booby traps, the BC village. I mean, I taught all that kind of crap, patrolling and stuff like that, but... See, that's not the thing. It's true, I give them those skills, but the thing that I have taught them is how to heal. And by learning how to heal, they have the other skills because they are the easiest to learn. And um, see, like um, it says, bastardize or adulterate not your seed. (laughs) It's talking about screwing your dang genetics up because you don't know who in the hell to sleep with. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, they know that certain genetics, uh, every every group of people that's on this planet has a uniqueness or special traits. Uh, there's certain things in the uh, in the blue black or the the black populace that are phenomenal gifts. Well, while they may be similar in some respects to the others, there's things that's in the white sector. They're phenomenal gifts too. All of them are not exactly the same, but yet some of them do have all of them. The, the yellow is,
1: is is another
3: aspect. Man, some of the smartest people in the world, if you go into it, is the yellow race, the oriental. And then you've got the red. And so as you begin to go these different areas, you see the different aspects of the wheel of nature as we wobble through. The zodiacal uh, uh, calendar, if you will, in the heavens, and yet what we've been taught about our culture and the the earth and the different things—it's not exactly the real truth of it. But it was a means that when they come into a country, they establish their own meets and bounds, don't they? Yes, their own survey. That's right. So they're establishing, their teaching in that area, even though somebody else owns it, because they're disassociating it to another deal, just like if you want to find certain uh, binding legal or lawful documents, you don't look in the United States, you look in the Virgin Islands, you know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, this is let's just go metaphysical for a second. Um, the okay. question is, that can any man own the earth? No. You know. no. <laughs> okay, so if no man can own the earth, then all men, then, you know, if if, if we go forward up under the premise of go forward and take dominion, then if no man can own the earth, a man can certainly make a claim to certain uses of the earth and then go undertake on that claim. But he, he can't claim that he has ownership of the earth. He just has ownership of certain uses. Uh, okay, that doesn't, the government, doesn't the government use that principle against us? The government oh, yeah. claims they own it all, and then they lease it back to us. On a, <laughs> you're going to pay pay to your local taxes, land taxes, etc." They're using the principle
1: against us. So, but they're so forgiving so one thing. Doesn't this violate one, children one children of the commandments,
4: eight.
3: though? I'm do sorry, Jim, Jim, uh, I'm Go ahead, Michael. I'm sorry, fellas. Um it's the nature of but I mean the Bible says thou shalt have no other gods before me. So if that Absolutely. there are no other gods before me, then I cannot bow to um in consent to some societal god which has risen up out of the sea of the carnal mind. I mean the carnal okay, mind is okay. the beast. It's the beast. System. Okay, man. that is correct. Now Let's look at how people used to travel when they traveled all of the so called known world, which meant all of it in reality and when When they did that, but see, governments could not control the issuing of tax and tribute, they couldn't control trade, they couldn't put tax and bounty on berths of ship, and so the papal system began to gradually move to control. See, the chief princes were cheap in this era because they could not restrict the people. See, we couldn't restrict a foreigner in Israel. We had to allow them to come through. Look at yeah. those that hindered Israel and would not let them pass. May judgment come on them people. Why? Because they weren't coming to take the land. They, was gonna, they were requesting a, a, a passage to go through unfettered, unharmed, unchained. And they set that down. When they did, then judgment come on those people. And yet Israel kept being blessed. Okay.
1: Okay. The the reason why they for like the scripture says that we we are our brother's keeper, and they. I
3: understand that, Jim. I understand that. But uh, uh, what what I'm saying is that uh, in reality, you should be able to go anywhere on this planet without a government. And the reason governments, when they're set up, while in some cases there are good things that they do, but in other cases they make slaves of the people on the land. That's the very nature of a governmental system because they're governing the mental realm of thought of the individuals. And see, that's the God we can't have before us because we're taking an artificial created entity and we're putting it in supremacy over that divine connection. When if we yes. have the divine connection, if the creator speaks to you or me or someone else and tells them to go thus and do, uh they are supposed to be able to go thus and do because you remember, uh, they're not my servant, they're not your servant, they're the divine servant. And so yes. as we look at this, we're gonna come to a time that the people are going to return to the me and all this I'm of this and I'm of that shit's gonna cease. And see it even talks about that in the New Testament. Listen, one of you said you're a palace and one you're a Paul and one you're of this and one you're that. Hell ain't none of you. If you're not of this Christ or Chrism state, this enlightened Jesus type of state mind and being is what he's referring to, then hell you done miss the boat anyway.
2: Amen. Yeah.
1: He was talking about earlier about going forth and having dominion. But I, when he was talking about that, it come to my mind: we're to go forth and have dominion, but we're also to show love towards our fellow man. You know, we you know that way we can uh, work with one another, not usurp authority over one another, to to be of them, have a mind of peace and love and goodwill towards all mankind. Amen. I mean, I—that's totally where i getting having yeah. dominion over the earth and you know, taking care of the earth, but also over a fellow man.
3: Well, I would say that you know uh, Genesis chapter one, verse two through thirty-one. When he said, "Go forth and take dominion over the earth," what he was really saying is that the higher mind should rule the lower mind.
2: Uh-huh, you know, that, uh-huh.
3: that base base consciousness or earth consciousness uh that which is in the valley or the desert is not to rule um and and that dominion must be had and 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 all of this which is of the lower carnal self has to be disciplined and brought into uh into harmony with uh with the will of god that is correct you're on the money right there. See, that's why it tells us to bring all in subjection, to cast down every evil, calamitous thought that exalts itself against this Christos or chrism state. Well, we can't open that except thinking and doing a certain way. And then we bring everything into subjection to that so that we can continue to develop that. We exercise our senses by reason of use, by dwelling in this realm of the mind. And see, as we begin to do this, it is the divine that will exalt us to whatever state of mind and being we need to be, because we cannot help ourselves, much less our fellow man, if we do not have this connection. Well, that's right. We were talking about that today. I mean, the same consciousness that brought us to, to to these effects, you can't solve the effects of the current status quo with the exact same consciousness that brought us here. It has to be, you know, carnality brought us to this point. And so, you know, the divine mind is is the only, really, our only avenue to lift us out of all of this uh, gnashing of teeth and um, and turmoil that we're, we're, um, you know, going through at this point, you know. Um, In my opinion, I would say. That's my, you know, I just... You know, the other day somebody said something to me, and, I, and my response to him was, I don't have enough information to form a belief on that subject. And I've just come to realize how powerful that sentence is. You yeah. know, I'm going to act on what I believe. And, and, and otherwise I if, I, if I don't act on what I believe, then I'm double-minded. So, okay. Now, to, to back up what you just said right there, that devil-minded, how do we pray? And see, this is why it tells us, okay, let's say that we're in this divine state, in this meditative state, and we have an idea, a desire. And so I frame that, and I say, I desire this, I see this, this is my will, my intent. However, I desire this or something better because I know the higher mind will give me greater than I can think, ask, or hope and knows and reveals things to me that I do not presently understand in my physical reasoning. Mm. Therefore, you know my desire and my intent. However, I will take the exceeding greater blessing. And so what you're doing is you're leaving the door open for your divine mind to then catapult you to that higher plane of existence, being, possession, existence. Well, I think then then uh what where that leaves us is uh is that the divine laws have been established in the universe uh prior to our even coming to this manifestation. Absolutely so, it so couldn't exist if it wasn't. See, he so he then, possessed yeah. her from the beginning and commanded us to do likewise. but the very implication that he possessed her is that there is a methodology in place to possess her. There is a law that operates very that good. union. Huh? Very good. That that's that's uh so then so then it's much less about um being <laughs> I don't have to worry about, you know, I mean, basically, the divine laws are going to act; that they're, they're there with the judgments, and whether I know them or I don't know them, it doesn't matter. They're still going to to rule me, and they're either I'm either going to continue to be beat up by them in my ignorance, or, or as I come to understand right. them, I'm going to they're going to benefit me. Yeah, we came here to gain this understanding. We didn't come here to just be a bunch of ignorant asses. We didn't come here to, to just be uh, uh, naked and uh, and bald-hooded and no teeth when we come uh, and to go out that way. Uh, we came here to be enlightened, to act as Israel, one that has the power of a God in the earth. And as we do that, we enlighten and help our fellow men. How the hell are they going to know what to do? I had said you were God. Why did you tell them that? Because somebody needed to hear it. <laughs> Well, well, we had this conversation the other day, too. I mean, I mean, Bob Dylan said, and it's all right, Mom, I'm only sighing. He said, to understand you know too soon, there has no sense in trying. But, I mean, it seems like to me that, I mean, how is, how is there going to be a transformation unless, you know, men with knowledge, men and women with knowledge step forth and start to act upon that knowledge and teach other people? That's correct. That's correct. Um, it's kind of like, uh, okay, I've, I've talked about healing and this and that and the other. And, um, was it, uh, I think it's Meta-truth. Um It's Gail. Anyway, um, she had um, sent me an email, and uh, she knows uh, evidently something about healing and different things, because um, I had referred to him about using honey. And see, uh, honey has been a healer for thousands of years. And uh, she brought up a statement about making um, a clay poultice and putting it on the leg because I'd referred evidently to uh, taking and pulling toxins out. But a lot of times, like in animals, you'll see them go and wade in certain types of mud uh, or certain types of uh, water springs that uh, have... Uh, Um, You know, hydrogen sulfide in it or sulfur base coming out, uh, heavy sulfur water, uh, black or yellow sulfur. And uh, what they do is they use it for healing like a poultice. And so um, she uh, told me that uh, if I would uh, give her the mechanism, that she would send me some uh, clay poultices. And uh, I said, okay, because I knew, man, I've got this honey. This honey has done something fantastic. Uh, I have basically Mm. regrown all of the skin that had come off around that graft. Mm. And the graft itself had, uh, well, it's restored and regrown, except for the one area that was split. And uh, it was like three, at least three inches long. And it is down now to one area is about the size of a dime with a little leg coming down on it, and it's filling in with the epithelial sub-base off of the honey. And uh, I've used the urine, and it worked to a point. But then I got, and I had this Ion Cleanse uh, 9.6 model, and uh, Misty had got me a different type of a raise. And, man, it was pulling black stuff out, and it smelled just like... um, um, uh, oxidized iron and it was that color in the water and um, they asked me they said what is that and I said they called that uh, body rust they said what do you mean body rust and I said well your body is is uh, hemoglobin and uh, it's iron-based and I said um, through different things that we do you're acidic alkaline whatever it's kind of like oxidization And I said, You'll see people with uh, their feet, uh, the veins will be real dark, real black, and uh, they'll slow down, they begin to swell. I said, What happens is that uh, they never did cleanse and detoxify, and now that crap's built up in their feet, and uh, that's what makes it black. Well, mine, I had done, they had all kinds of surgery on me, and um, they didn't think I'd ever walk. Matter of fact, they told me I wouldn't, and I told them that's bullshit. (laughs) And um, so uh, I got out of that wheelchair, and I was up and doing it. Um, When I got this, um, my feet and legs, the doctors would look at my feet and legs and it'd freak out. And um, so uh, I started using this because Byron Gar had given me this unit all hell way back in the late 90s. And um, it was about a $1,500 machine at that time. And I happened to get a hold of a guy that had been in Delta Force, and uh, um, he was telling me the effects of different things that had gone on in England with this machine. Well, in the United States, a lot of places banned it, especially Louisiana. They don't want that machine over there. But what it will do is it would pull that stuff out, and uh, it will pull the mucus or the blockages in the lymph out, um, I've had it pull uh, metal and glass out. I've had it pull parasites out of people. Um, and uh, they had different arrays that would do different things. Well, this one here, I don't know what the hell the, the makeup of this metal is, but anyway, it will pull it all out. Well, my feet were, they had done all that surgery. I would do that, and it they would turn back normal color. And see, this is what happens with us. We... We don't go and do the eye on cleanse by going into this meditative state. We don't return to the place of rest and commune with this creator within. Hmm. And uh see we can't exist without it because in reality we're part of it, but yet we're not the totality of it, and yet when we tie in we get the interchange, we get the energy, the upgrade and uh, we're able to alter the energy uh, that's in, say, matter. We can change it from old and sick to new and reborn. I make all things new. And uh, as you begin to learn to get into this community state that you're developing right now, so you, your power will come. It won't come from being Gary or MJ or Jim or anybody else, it will come because you have opened this infinite gate of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. You have tapped into the creator, the father source, male or female that has always, and will always be here. And so when we become one with it, Mm. it's never a matter of us dying or passing away. Hell, we're all a thought in the mind of this creator. We, we, we exist because we're part of that living energy. And, Mm. uh, as we begin to, uh, yeah, truth uh, that Uh that connection that you get, that's why when you hit that stage and that anointing come down, shwa, shwa, man, it goes all over your head, your neck, and your shoulders. I may just run it up and down. I ever heard all my body started on that right now, just without putting your mind to it. You immediately entangle with the infinite. And so when people give a testimony, they're testifying. They're telling of the testes or the ability to impregnate that thought. And when they put that thought out there, they put it in motion. And when they put it in motion, it begins to vibrate and move. And it begins to touch everybody that hears you on this call, that will be on this call. You you understand what I'm saying?
2: (laughs) That's
3: right. I mean, there will be many people who will come back after this call and listen to it. Oh yeah, I know. Them. I know that for a fact because about uh, four or five years ago, I gave a, a a long call on this channel, and people were trying to hunt me down. <laughs> I was Like I don't want to be found, you know. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got you. Excuse me, <laughs> uh, but uh, it, it's true. I mean, when when they feel that energy, they know that it's there. They know it's a part of them. They want to understand it. That's why these people don't come in here and screw with us on this call. It's because they know we're not trying to hurt these people. We're That's not trying true. to give them some mix match of bullcrap of what we believe or want to sell. I want them to be able to take and get a hold of the true aspect within themselves. When they do all this crap about trying to stir up shit, that'll all disappear. That'll leave their minds. Because they'll find out, except they dwell in a state of peace within, there can't be no peace without. (laughs) Excuse me. I didn't really give (laughs) Ruth Bugga a direct to me. I gave her a care of... um, I'm not sure who you are you'd have to tell me and let me know but because I'll be honest with you I mean I don't want to wear out the deal I know that my wife and them uh, even though we use trust identifiers for certain PO boxes and things of that nature uh, she informed me today that all of her mail had been opened this past week and uh, so I mean you have to kind of understand I mean uh, there are folks that would like to really know where I am. Some of them do, some of them don't. Some of them, they know I'm here. Some of them know I'm gone. Uh, they never know. And I ain't into telling them every damn thing about me, if you understand. I
2: understand. <laughs> no, that's
3: that's a foolish thing to do. Brother, let me tell you something. I, uh, that's one good thing I learned in group. You need to cover your back door and your front one. There's a proverb that says, when the wicked rise, the righteous man hides himself, but the simple man passes on, and he's spoiled. That's it. And see, he cloaked himself and walked uh, through their midst. you got to know how to cloak yourself and walk through the middle of them, because, see, they don't necessarily look for you there. They're looking for you everywhere but there. That's right. Jeremiah is sitting in the king's prison, and they're looking all around and trying to figure out how they can get him in front of the court and do, do, him, do, him, uh, do him in. And it turns out he's sitting right there under their thumb. <laughs> That's it. I mean, brother, listen, they flew me twice today. Um, I mean, uh, and I guess they don't realize it. Man, I can, I can hear a helo 30 miles away when it lifts. Yeah, especially if it's a Huey, because I I remember having to dodge them and hide from them. Um, I was on those uh, long range reconnaissance teams, and hell, we looked so much like Charlie, you know, that uh, man, we had to hide because they'd come over and just fire us up, you know, and and um, I didn't need all the attention anyway. I was already in the middle of everything in the world, so. Uh, but uh, when they come over, I can tell if they've got a, a mismatched baffle. Uh, for three years, they had just one aircraft. The baffle was, uh, it had a certain sound on one bank, and the other sound was normal. And uh, I could always tell them. I didn't have to look up and see it. I could tell them what color it was and everything about it. I said, how do you know? I said, because you hear that baffle. You hear that sound. And uh, so I would teach them how to listen. And uh, today uh, they were sending uh, real high flyers because they had their uh, they had their uh, their turbo props kind of tuned, if you will. You know they had done turned them blades to where they they had that high speed wind to them way up there, and then yet because it's chilly and it, you know we had a big cold front down here. I think it got down to 50 something last night. You know, and mm. I'll be honest with you, man, we were breaking out blankets and everything else because. When you're at uh, 90 to 100 degrees and you go to 50, I'm here to tell you, that can get a grip on your attention span. Yeah. Yeah, it was cold here. and it was I mean, I say cold. It was 70 degrees here today. But you're right. I mean, it, last week it was 90-plus degrees, you know, it's oh, 70 today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, mm. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've often wondered about that. They fly these um these uh, Apache helicopters where uh where we are and um and you know, because I'm up on North Carolina, I mean if if Yeah, you right there at training camp. You at training yeah. camp. <laughs> yeah, I mean <laughs> there's like, you know, five major bases, you know, within two hours of me, you know. Well, see, that's like where we are in East Texas or in Southwest Louisiana. Fort Puke is in Fort Polk. You know, it's up from here. But you got to remember, that's, Jace, that's, uh, uh, that's uh, uh, JRTC, which is really I-4. they got their own special training camps up there, and that's International Force. So, it, look at them damn stars that's on that uh, black marae. All they got to do—that is the thirteen stars of the Commonwealth European Union. Well, you'll understand this, Gary, but they just built a C4 base up at uh, just right up the street, and it's a—it's a dumb, it's a dumb, and it's a C4. And do you know that they built an entire residential um, development that no one lives in, but they park cars in front of these houses to make it seem like there's uh it's a thriving residential community. <laughs> oh yeah, bro. And I told you you hide it in plain sight. You hide it where everybody will look and say, Oh my, look at that. That's another subdivision. I mean to tell you look at all them chicken coops over there and they just pile one on top of the other. think, because, you know, I, I understand C four, I know what it stands for. And uh um it just four you you said C four as in Charlie four? Yeah, as in it's it's communications. It's it's literally it's intel and communications. That's what's going on. That's what that's what that base is for. Oh, okay, I uh, because when you yeah. said C four you told me something else. Uh, uh yeah. I mean I've cooked meals, sea rats and stuff on it, and yet you can blow crap up with it. No, no, I'm not talking about explicit, I'm talking about this is a um a deep underground military base that they built yeah, I for got commu- I communications. And yeah, I got you. And it's I something else, man, you know. Um, and then, you know how you can get online and you can check? Um, they have these apps online today where you can look to see where the fleet is at any given time. Yeah. And do you know um, they blocked out the Pacific? Um, for like over a week now, you can't see a ship in the Pacific. They blocked out the entire Pacific Ocean. Let me tell you something. They may get ready because remember you remember that Gog Magog situation? Yes, yes, yes. And uh see Russia's landing the largest uh cargo ship in the world in Syria. They dropped a thing yeah. there. I mean that, they're getting ready for this thing. It's ready to go to go to and uh and uh Iranians just admitted they found one of the largest uh uh uranium mines that there is is in a, in Iran. I mean, uh, yeah, Iran. So, uh, I mean, you, listen. These people are preparing for war. This is what they do. This is how they control people. This is how they gain lands. Uh, the bankers have no allegiance. There is no such thing as I'm an American, I'm a business, I'm a that They're a damn money man, and that's it. And if you open their veins, gold, silver, precious stones, and uh, and paper money flows in their veins. That's the way they look at things. It's power and control. And uh, uh, they don't give it to them as long as everybody bows down. But see, we're out here caught up in these little rat races and all these little fly-by-night bull crap that they keep drawing up and... And if there's nothing going on there, they'll go create a false flag. They'll go kill a cop over there. Uh, hell, they'll blow an aircraft out of the sky and kill two, three, four hundred people uh, for one individual. I mean, you you have to understand how these people think. I mean, it's called collateral damage, and it depends on what the, the perimeters are for that collateral damage. Uh, there may be 3,000 people that could be hurt, but if only two or 300 of them is going to kill, that's an acceptable ratio in their percentage rate. So I mean, not Mm -hmm. Yeah,
4: that's
3: why I quit working for them people. That's why our guys are coming back going all bananas. They're doing crap that they were never taught to do. Kind of like in Vietnam, that was one of the biggest damn uh, chinks in our armor. We were never taught to hurt or harm women or children. And, um, I mean, uh, you open the door for a woman, you set up, you gave her a seat. You know, I mean, at least that's what happened when I grew up. And right. uh, I don't know where some of these, I've opened the door for some of them today, and they turn around and cuss you out because you opened the door. You created and made them feel inferior. I mean, I never heard of shit like that. But uh, we'd have guys, and uh, them little dudes would be coming up, and they'd be uh, sucked up with a grenade. And, uh, hell, they might take out four, five, six GIs, and it, it took a little bit, man, before they got to where they would thump them. But uh, uh, the, the the men coming back, they're still dealing with that.
1: And we had it
3: in Vietnam. We're having it right now and, and uh, got all over, over the Middle East and so forth. And uh, that's why it's happening. And they're coming back with this stuff, and they're living with that in their conscience, and they do not know how to negate it. Um, they had a special RV project called the Omega Project that was used for the FBI. And they taught them how to track uh, killers and things of that nature. The only thing they didn't teach them was how to turn it off. And these people would go crazy. They'd begin to commit suicide. They'd done this. They'd done that. Because they never could shut off the feed. And see, that's one of the things that I had to learn how to do. Silva taught us how to do it, thank God. Uh, And uh, we began to develop those characteristics. See, this is why you can take and study, and you can open the mind of the Creator. But remember, Daniel, remember Ezekiel. When they opened it and they found and seen certain things, then what happened? They were sick certain days. They had to recover due to the shock that was revealed to them in the super and subconscious mind. To the conscious mind The conscious mind had to learn To deal with that And uh, I mean You following where I'm coming from There's uh, There's a scripture in Ezekiel Chapter 44 Starting around verse 25 It says that the Zadok would be able To come to Direct family And speak to direct family But once they had defiled Themselves they had to remain Seven days outside the temple is that, is that what you're speaking to? That's well, it. the seven days, it's a period of time that the six days of it, they're going to work to cleanse themselves. <sighs> you know, thoughts, etc. They're washing her with the pure water of the washing of the word, so to speak. Okay. And yet that's a new thought. On the seventh day, they're going to take the day of rest and be blessed and sanctified and accept that. But yet the seventh day is also the eighth because they got a double blessing on the sixth. Follow me? So yes, six they became did. seven and seven became eight. And that's how Benjamin is circumcised on the eighth day.
2: That's he, right. He did. He did. yep. yep.
3: Well. Wow. And Benjamin is the child. Benjamin's the child that uh that Judah brought to uh to Joseph, so Benjamin is exactly, that child we've been talking about. That's exactly right. See, and and when you go to Benjamin, okay, where was Jeremiah from? He was of the tribe of Benjamin. Benjamin, and and so as you begin to come down these lines, they're telling the son of Yah in Mem, Mem in the feminine aspect. See, where of the seed and the sons of Rachel. We're the seeds and the sons of the fruitful you. And yet that you is kind of like an omega sign, isn't it? So from Mm -hmm. to Tabby, from the initiating thought to the womb that we plowed in.
2: Mm Amashia. Good stuff, man. That's good stuff.
3: Yes, it is. So then, so then um oh. what we have here is we need an impregnator. Uh we understand the the mother we are of the impregnator. We are supposed we are to impregnator. All we gotta do is have the desire. All we got to do is have the desire and know what the will is. And as we begin to push that desire, we entangle with it. Now as we agree with the Creator and two agree and one, it is done.
2: Yes. It is so.
3: Yep. Or two hundred
1: fifty. There I am in the midst of them. <laughs> yes,
3: absolutely. And see, <laughs> and so okay, you got a conscious, you got a sub, and you got a superconscious mind. That's kind of like three men, isn't it? Yes, it is. The three messengers, male and female, two by two there's a twin aspect in the conscious a twin aspect in the holy place and a twin aspect in the most holy place it's got to be they have to go two by two and he said the 70 out with the 12 two by two heal the sick to raise the dead. the 70, all the 70 deacons of light the 70 deacons damn the 12 faculties of thought has to be two by two, dang 2 times 70, that's 140. Now if we take and start adding this all up and beginning to lift them, we're going to start sniffing out that 144,000. We're going to that higher speed of light.
1: Yep, 12 times 12 is 144. That's it. That's all the 12 faculties of thought, discipline, and standing in the the and
3: in, in, in Acts 2 and the 12 disciples that are named their their particular characteristics Senecola, where were they they were in the upper room but it says they these continued after the semicola with Mary the mother of Jesus and the women where daily house to house temple to temple and in the temple in Solomon's temple and that there is the word for most holy place the they are and that was the court of the women. If it was the court of the women, it meant it was a woman's vagina. Buddha then was correct because he said immortality begins in the vagina of a woman. He understood that that vagina was Solomon's torch, damn it. It was oh, on the yes. 50th day. That was the day the law was put inside, man. All you got to do is put that law in there, and it will do everything because that is according to the own divine law. It cannot
1: yes. refuse itself.
3: Yes, sir. Oh, that's great, man. That's it. It's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. It's just coming to understand it. You gotta have that knowledge.
4: Yes. That's
1: it. I am, says I'm the same and you change not.
4: Mhm.
1: It's so, forever.
3: So in our ignorance it kicks our kicks our tail. But with knowledge it, we can we can uh benefit significantly. Okay, you're probably 4-6. You've got four quadrants. outer court, middle court, most holy court, and that delta court back in the back. Now, mm. when you're in the sixth aspect, the sixth is the bad, so we got four aspects of the feminine form here, man. I mean, we'd be talking some serious. I mean, we ain't going to be capping around with these ladies.
1: <laughs> uh, no, it's kind it, of...
3: There's a whole and lot of power there. Together, they make up the womb of life. That's what you call Eve. H, H V H or H-W-H. Hava. 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 It, that yeah. is the feminine form. That is the Shekinah. Nah, she I, nah She is the serpentine serpent master. She is the divine feminine goddess creation... She is the one that is the true mother prophetess of Ea uh, of NKEA. Ea. That would be oh, the lineage that he is going to. These secrets have been told since time immemorial. It's just the fact that people have not understood what they've been reading.
1: Yeah. Jorja Lavashira.
3: I will testify to that. I mean, I listened to the radio today, and and I, every every other song I listened to, I realized that all of, all this time it's been they're telling you in plain sight, but who can hear? You know, you can't hear. You think it's some sort of tale between a man and a woman. You know, it's just who can hear? Go back and
4: listen to, to the Go
3: Yep. Yeah. Go ahead. We're talking about things, brother, that have not been disclosed for thousands of years. But the, but they're spoken of in symbolic form. They're spoken of in a way that that those who who don't even have a clue it, they they won't hear it. There's no way they can hear it. Can't hear it. That's correct. That's why I'm saying we're speaking in terms and ways right now that has not been spoken of and truly revealed in thousands of years. He that has an ear to hear, doesn't hear. Well, we're disclosing it. The knowledge and wisdom and understanding have come together. And they shall declare, declare her voice in the streets. And This time Amen. she shall be heard and found of men. I will be found of even them that did not seek me.
4: Mm-hmm
1: oh there's a lot of power in this call tonight brother (laughs)
4: thank
2: you gentlemen for this these types of calls
3: i I really um, enjoy, uh, I, I can count on one hand the number of men I can, and well, men and women that I can speak with to this level, and I appreciate it.
1: Brother, we love yeah. you, and I mean, that's, what it, that's why this calls here for, for us to come together and, you know, come to an understanding of the divine oh, creator, wow. go from glory to glory. Maybe. Well,
3: his name his name tells you who he is. Yes. Michael means he's a chief warrior. Yes, Joseph sir. means he has the knowledge of the double blessing. He's of the house of Rachel. His name, his nature, has already been called. Yes, if you sir. listen to him, you'll find it. You'll hear it. It's there all the time. It's just yes, wherever with what level of growth. See, we started as children, but even... The story of the Mashiach, the teacher, waxed strong and grew in favor with God and man. He was a child. And we all, as children, have been led astray in every other thing. But if we can be led astray, we can also be led home. I agree with that. <laughs> we praise Yahweh. Well, Jim. Amen. Michael, Joseph, thank you. I enjoyed this call. Thank you. i really came on. Thank you for your questions. Uh, I, you always have something good. you got a great mind. I mean, uh, you're sincere-hearted, and uh, um, you've studied your ass off. You've done like most of us for years. Some of you are, are better in academia than I am. I mean, I'm just a country fellow, fellow said. But, uh like Wade says, even a blind squirrel can find acres acre to do every now and then. <laughs>
1: Amen. <laughs> yeah. That's right. You have a water of joy when you find it.
3: <laughs> yeah, it is. And uh, I'm going to bid you fine gentlemen that I do. I've got a woman that's going to be a birthday girl in the morning. Oh, and uh, i got to take and kind of be ready for that. And... <laughs> And uh, I got my building done today, and I uh, I had bees attacking a a bee box that I had. And uh, it was one that we had went and got and brought up. It was the first one the girls got to go and raid. And uh, I had to buy an extra uh, uh, frame of brood, and some bees came with it happened to be a cousin of mine. didn't cost me anything. We shook hands and I gave him a brand new frame. And <laughs> he took that out of his five frame nuke and dropped it in. And I started feeding them because I had been uh, studying on how to make a real good um, essential oil type of uh, uh, sugar, uh, honey sugar, that uh, honey water, that uh, they could use. It would be just like Honey, if it's a little hotter you add a little more water in it when it's getting cooler you start putting the fifty-fifty to it and uh man they were just working them young bees over in that box i mean damn it was a raiding situation if you ever seen one so i had another brand new box over there and i went over and picked that box up put it up and went inside and got me a uh, a liquid feeder and it's got a deal on it, it comes from man lake and got uh, two tubes that go in, it's it woven, that way the bees can fly down there, and they can get on that woven, they won't drown in that, that you know, honey sugar, and uh, I filled that thing up, you know, and man, all of a sudden, bees begin to come, and I knew where they were coming from, they were coming from the big hive that's in the wall, and um, I, I wasn't going to tear it down, because we're going into wintertime, and they've wintered over, and the and I'm just not going to tear their house up because I'll be able to buy them and get a bunch of queens out of them. It's some of the best bees you've ever seen. And uh, so I've been feeding that empty beehive with that honey water and uh, or honey sugar. And uh, they've been going there on a regular basis. And so every time they go to back and off, I'll pour a little more in there and uh, keep them cleaned out, keep them coming. And uh, they asked me, they said, well, why are you doing that? I said, well. You ever heard of a scout? I said, there's a scout that's out there, and he's been scouting that building out over there, and all them bees going in there, they're leaving their smell. And I've already got uh, a waxed calm foundation put in there, but some of them are plastic bases, but it's got fresh, good wax on them. And there's no moth, and there's no this and no that, and I said, those are clean-eyed. That's a clean, you know, box. And they said, you mean to tell me you absolutely think that those bees are going to start taking up in there? I said, well, they might not right now. I said, but there's going to be a swarm. And when that swarm comes, they're going to remember that honey box over there. And I'm going to get a free swarm, and then I'll be able to divide it and whatever. And um, so I'm getting ready so we can start making, you know, our nuke boxes and stuff. That's what I'm going to do with this garage. I'm going to tear down and teach those girls how to make them nuke boxes and capture boxes. And uh, uh, get them fixed up because you're going to have to live from nature. I'm just going to tell you, this thing is going to get to a point that Walmart down there may not be a business. And uh, um, if you've got stuff that you need to Uh, like we buy spam we'll put spam up but we buy halal spam that's pure beef and stuff like that don't have no pork in it and all that kind of crap Mm. and um sardines from say the mid north atlantic i mean i put a lot of stuff up like that because let me tell you something you may not like sardines you may not like spam you may not like uh what's that one beef potted meat or chicken or turkey potted meat beef guts and all chicken or all turkey Vienna sausage I may not like all that crap but here be the deal I had rather be munching on one of them Vienna sausage that's all chicken that I had chewing on my damn finger or trying to chew on a stick to keep uh, my hunger down
4: Mm -hmm. so you need
3: to go thinking that's why you were told to put things ahead um, we buy water right now. i probably got 50-something gallons of distilled water standing by and at least two different distillers ready in case I have to make it. And uh, because, and we keep it that way. We keep the fuel tanks full. Our fuel tanks don't get below a quarter of a tank. And uh, by doing that, I never know when something's going to hit the fan, but if it does, I'm able to deal with it. Folks, I love you. MJ, love you. Jim, love you. All the rest of you fine folks, thank y'all for coming. Shalom, prosper. Be in great good health. I am out of here.
1: Same to you, brother. brother. Thank Thank you. you. This was a fantastic call tonight. There's a lot of knowledge that came forth tonight. You know, folks, well, we love you. And uh, hope to see you back next week, same time, same place. May Yahweh bless you, keep you in perfect divine health and, and safe from and out of harm's way and all those good things. I speak a double blessing on each and every one of you. Shalom, prosper, be in perfect divine health. Good night, everyone. Shalom, Jim. Same to you, brother. We love you now. Love you. Good night. Good night.